please join me in the prayer for illumination. Holy Wisdom, we ask that your spirit would guide us in meditation on your word, that we might be led more deeply into knowledge of you and love for all your creatures and creations. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our scripture passage today is from Micah chapter 6 verses 1 through 8. Listen to what the Lord says. Stand up, plead my case before the mountains. Let the hills hear what you have to say. Hear, you mountains, the Lord's accusation. Listen, you everlasting foundations of the earth. For the Lord has a case against his people. He is lodging a charge against Israel. My people, what have I done to you? How have I burdened you? Answer me. I brought you up out of Egypt and redeemed you from the land of slavery. I sent Moses to lead you, also Aaron and Miriam. My people, remember what Balak, king of Moab, plotted and what Balaam, son of Beor, answered. Remember your journey from Shittim to Gil Gilgal, that you may know the righteous acts of the Lord. With what? Shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with 10,000 rivers of olive oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O oh, oh mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hey friends, I've been thinking of you this week and I pray that you are safe and warm. The weather has indeed been crazy. And I know that some of you have been without power, perhaps are still without electricity. Some of you have lost trees and it has been devastating to see the destruction of so many beautiful old trees throughout the city due to the freeze. I also know that some of you may have lost what feels like an entire work week. Others of you who are parents may feel as if you were losing your sanity as one day after another the schools were closed. Well, as for me, I did what many of us do when faced with winter weather. This last week I baked and we had Girl Scout cookies in the house just about everywhere, but I still felt the need to bake cookies, cinnamon rolls, muffins, a prayer going up as I looked in the refrigerator to make sure that we had enough eggs and butter for all the things. Good food is one of my love languages and from the looks of my Facebook feed, I'm not alone. When winter weather comes, many of us cook and bake, at least when we still have electricity. When it comes to cooking and baking, I'm certainly no expert, but I know what happens when you don't have an essential ingredient, especially when it comes to baking. Leave out the salt and the baking soda won't activate, leaving your cake flat. This image played in my mind as I thought of Micah's words today, justice, mercy, walking humbly with God, all essential ingredients to forming the beloved community. 
these things are not multiple choice. We need all three of them. The prophet Micah is referred to as one of the so-called minor prophets. And I gather that the word minor is used to describe Micah because of the brevity of his writing. In this book of the Old Testament, it is only seven brief chapters long, whereas the prophet Jeremiah, his book is 51 chapters long. The prophet Isaiah, 66 chapters long. Micah might be a short book in the Bible, but he gives us today some of the most well-known words in the entire Old Testament. God has told us what is required of us to do justice and love mercy and walk humbly with God. Though the image of baking and essential ingredients floated in my mind earlier this week, perhaps the more fitting image for this passage is a courtroom. Clearly, I'm more familiar with the kitchen, more comfortable in it, but some of our wonderful members here at University UMC are well aware and acquainted with the courtroom. In the drama of today's scripture passage, the prosecutor is God. The mountains and hills, along with the very foundation of the earth, serve as the jury. And the defendant, well, that's us, the people of God, and God are in conflict. And it is a tale as old as time. The general pattern of rebelling against the laws of God are not new. The powerful having the upper hand, the vulnerable being taken advantage of, and God has had it. The people scramble to identify sacrifices significant enough to appease God. We hear of burnt offerings and expensive oil, maybe my firstborn child but God speaks. God speaks telling us that you can't fix a heart problem with material possessions and gifts. We know this from our own human relationships, right? Betray your loved one and seldom is that broken relationship repaired by things that you can buy for them. If there's any hope to be had, it's found in actions that are centered in love. It's to be found in the things of mercy and kindness justice and humility. I hear all of this and I have a confession. Because I, as one of your pastors, I happen to be appointed to this wonderful congregation that is centered in the work of justice and mercy. And it just so happens that by my very nature of being here, I am connected with a great number of ministries and programs that are doing good things in the world. So my confession is that oftentimes I read the words of the prophet Micah and I think to myself, well, God isn't talking to me. No, God is talking about those other people over there, the ones who vote differently than me, the ones who are on the wrong side of God's social agenda. Surely, surely I am in the right. And these words about doing justice and mercy and walking humbly aren't meant for me. If anything, these words justify me. They make me feel good and look good and they judge other people. Well, these words aren't meant for other people. They are meant for me. They are meant for us. Sometimes it's true that we can be missing an essential ingredient. I might get all worked up about a social cause. I will protest and raise my voice, but on a bad day, I can turn around and be arrogant and dismissive to the cashier at the gas station. 
I can get irritated even when fellow progressives don't share the same priorities as I do. They're spending too much time on climate justice when they should be speaking out about racial justice, I say, or vice versa, depending on the day. Failing when I fail to realize that I myself might actually have something to learn, some more growing to do, I'm missing an essential ingredient. I'm not calling you out. I'm inviting you in, inviting you in to the ways that I am wrestling with this text, to the ways that these words convict me. And it's not a bad thing. You see, it's not a bad thing for me to get all cozy in my home with the baking and the eating of comfort food, but failing to acknowledge how some working moms don't have the luxury to work from home, much less buy enough food to put on the table, is to miss the point. I remember living in another part of Austin a couple of years ago when some of the neighbors in that neighborhood had political yard signs that didn't all match up. It was a whole different kind of diversity in that neighborhood. But when the winter freeze that year came and large tree limbs were scattered about yards, I saw neighbors from all those different political persuasions helping one another clean up to fill one another's bathtubs with snow. Remember when we did that? For those of us passionate about the work of justice in God's world, kindness and humility are like these counterweights that keep us in check, making sure I actually live out what I preach, that we actually walk the talk. Certainly there is a time to speak, to speak out, to speak up, and Jesus himself leads the way as he flipped tables out of righteous anger. But, but if we have not humility and kindness, we can sound more like a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, to quote 1 Corinthians. Among other things, humility and kindness help me to not take myself too seriously. I don't always get it right. I have some things to learn. And the most important thing, the most important things of this world the most holy things are bigger than me. The word kindness and mercy that is used in this part of the scriptures is the word hesed in Hebrew. And hesed is one of those words that is so complex it is hard to translate into the English. It entails vulnerability, a readiness to treat the well-being of others with great respect and care. It is about the unconditional and unbreakable love that God has for God's people and the challenge to love all God's people with the same kind of love. One theologian, Walter Brueggemann, said that the prophet's job is to criticize and energize. And I find this to be true with Micah's words for us today. And on this first Sunday of Black History Month, when the prophet's words are ringing in our ears, I pray that we might feel both some criticism and also energized to continue the work of justice and to do so in humility and with a love for all God's people. Friends, I'm grateful for you and I pray that this day you might take comfort in knowing that you are part of a community that is centered in justice and love. Again, we don't always get it right, but week after week, we gather back together to remember that we are connected to God, connected to one another, 
and to once again be energized for this work. 